Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Welcome into the Save by Nostalgia podcast. I'm Noah Groninger alongside Clint Schweitzer. For the rest of this episode, I will be known simply as Naps with NyQuil. That will be my Indian name. I know it doesn't quite measure up to Whispering Wind or Chief Henry, but those names should give you a clue as to, yes, folks, today's episode, Running Zap. A really good one, especially for season two, maybe in the entire series. We'll get into that more. A return of Miss Wentworth and Valley as Bayside's only foe has me back in my comfort comfort zone. What say you, Clint? I say this is one of the more underrated episodes of the entire series. This is one that I didn't see in syndication a lot growing up. It's like until I got the DVDs, you know, probably uh, 10, 15 years ago, did I really start to watch this episode. It's one that I just somehow kept missing as a kid. I never caught this as a kid. I think this episode is so underrated. It's uh, very multi-layered, very deep. A lot going on. There's still kind of some of the the fun that we love from Say by the Bell, but also some real serious topics are broached. And we get into kind of things like slavery, the annihilation of the Native Americans by the white man. This is a lot for Say by the Bell. I thought it was handled great, and I really like this episode. To me, this is one of my favorites of the entire season, and season two is riddled with good episodes. This is going to be a fun one to do. It absolutely is. Uh, I love the Chief Henry character. It's kind of cool to see Miss Wentworth come back from the subliminal messages uh, that we saw earlier. Uh, That uh, wasn't one of my favorite episodes. This one that she's in is one of my favorite ones. Uh, And Just a little tidbit here. I don't know if you caught this or not, but every time I watch this episode, it sounds like Zach has a cold during this episode. Did you get that or catch that at all? A little nasally for sure. And, you know, yeah. I do agree. And it, and it starts off in typical Stay by the Bell fashion. Uh, Zach is cheered as the as he enters the max for winning the track meet. This is the first we've seen of Zach being an athlete. Um, kind of talk about that because we have seen, a you know, Slater featured as a wrestler. We've seen other things go on, but we have not seen uh, Zach featured as an athlete. All of a sudden he's running the mile. He's on the track team. Um what did you think of that? Do you think that this kind of fit well into the universe or is this out of left field? I mean, all, the whole gang is on the track team except Kelly. Yeah. The whole gang being on the track team, it was very strange, but you just get kind of accustomed to that and say by the bell, whatever's going on the gang, they're all a part of it, whether it's a play, uh, whether it's a, a sport, whatever's going on. Uh, I think we did see Zach maybe get like a third place ribbon uh, earlier on for a track meet. And, but Slater came in with a huge wrestling trophy uh, in that episode, but yeah, Z- Screech says he hasn't seen Zach run that fast since he stole Cindy Zaffarelli's bathing suit. Uh, so that was kind of strange. Zach was covering his face, didn't want Kelly to know, and uh, Kelly gives him the evil eyes. That was before us, calm down. Uh, but uh, these, all these uh, characters, they have to get ready for a family tree presentation uh, that's going to be part of Miss Wentworth's class. Uh, Lisa's ancestors were slaves. 
uh, Jesse's uh, ancestors were slave traders. You don't learn that here, uh, but she's kind of keeping it to herself and not wanting to tell Lisa uh, about her ancestors. She just doesn't want to say it. And you can obviously tell that Zach hasn't started his yet. He just he hasn't done. He's found a picture of an Indian, but he he just hasn't started yet. He doesn't have any details or background. Well, um, he does know that his ancestors are Adam and Eve. And uh, Screech has a funny line there where he says their last name was Morris. Um, totally off the cuff there and typical Screech. Um, but I do like that. Do you, do you, here's a question for you. How, how do you feel about, cause this, this is a reoccurring theme throughout the show where Zach will say something like Screech, I've got a great idea. And Screech will answer something like the last time you had a great idea, I wound up naked in a jar full of jelly beans. Or you gave the line from this episode, this what do you one think was last time uh, you had a big idea. My tongue was stuck to an airplane. Yeah, that's coming up in an episode. What do you do? You, I, I enjoy those moments. I'm like, is it, this supposed to be like a suspension of reality? Like this really happened? Zach really is putting Screech in these positions. I like these kind of quips from Screech. It kind of says more about their friendship. I think <laughs> I like it. I like them too. They're they're just kind of off the wall, kind of kind of out there, goofy. And I like to see kind of what the writers are going to come up with whenever he starts to say that. The last time you had an idea, and I'm wondering where it's going. So I do like these little quips from Screech. I think it uh, adds something. You you talked about it there, kind of their friendship and what uh, Zach is making them do. What kind of other big ideas you you think like. You, you're seeing all these here at Say by the Bell. Like, no, he's got way more of these outside, and he's making Screech do insane, crazy things. Well, Zach's presentation is up, and he makes a mockery of his assignment. He did not do much research for this. He found that picture, like you said, of a, of a Native American. And he just says he's part Indian. He puts war paint on Screech. It's all kind of silly, and people are laughing. You probably uh, with, like Screech's face during this, the face he was making. I'm yeah, sure you like He's making that. just like this squinting kind of face like he's a tough um, Native American warrior. Miss Wentworth though is not laughing at all. She's not happy with Zach and she urges him to meet with her friend who's an Indian Chief Henry to talk more about his heritage and this to me is where the episode really gets interesting and I really love where this is headed. Yeah, she says if you don't pass this class Kemosabi, the only place you'll be running to is summer school and uh, that lets you know it's serious that uh, Zach really needs to get uh, some info on this. He said he couldn't find any, so she's sending him off to Chief Henry. Boy, do I love this character. I've loved this character since I was a kid. Something just spoke to me about him. And man, even as a 34-year-old, it's still speaking to me. Chief Henry, uh, you're going to see this Native American, and you're thinking he might be serious. And he's got all this information, a wealth of knowledge to share with Zach. But he's just kind of a surfer dude. He's uh, really become comfortable with the California life. He's wearing a Dodgers hat only because a Raiders helmet is too hot. I loved it. Yeah, you're right. Like he he kind of has this look like he's kind of a Native American hippie. He's got like this small apartment and stuff's just scattered around everywhere. He learned to weave uh, not on a reservation, but at UCLA. He's got all <laughs> these clever quips. He's funny. I absolutely love this character. And as someone that is, you know, I've visited um custard's last stand just last summer and i'm very you know I, i've been to um god damn it <laughs> the other place custard's last stand and and crazy horse and just sort of always been very enthralled with the native american culture and kind of what happened between the native americans and the white man how they were kind of obliterated uh very s sad situation and it's clear that he's has a wealth of knowledge about this information you know but that he has a sense of humor 
Um, and he just kind of starts developing this relationship with Zach, who's still not really interested in learning enough. He just wants enough info for a three-minute speech. So Chief Henry just piles a bunch of books on his arm <laughs> and kind of sends him along his way because Zach isn't really interested in learning all that much more. But he will eventually, and they get uh, certainly more detailed as their relationship blossoms. It does. He gives Zach maybe like 10 books, and Zach's just like a three-minute speech, so many books. But uh, Zach goes to Mr. Belding uh, trying to get some sort of an extension. He says he can't get through all these books by Friday when his presentation's due. And Mr. Belding just tries to flex some principal muscle here because he wants uh, to beat Valley so bad in the track meet. Uh, they haven't done it since he's been principal. So he calls Miss Wentworth in. She says she's putting her foot down and saying, no, if Zach doesn't do this on Friday, then he's getting an F and there's there's uh, no track meet for him. Mr. Belding starts whining, oh, gee, Miss Wentworth, that's not fair. But again, she said, no, he's got to do it. Well, he's de devaluing education again. We just saw this in the Renapop episode where he said, oh, it's just high school. It's not like they're going to use any of this stuff when they get out of here. It's kind of strange. Like he, here he is just so pumped to beat Valley. And sometimes he's so hard on Zach and he's threatening detentions. He's threatening suspensions and 30 Saturday schools. And he can't wait to discipline Zach. And then all of a sudden you've got uh, some moments where he's just completely devaluing Zach's education. It's almost kind of hypocritical and very strange to me, honestly. It is. It comes out in certain times uh, when someone's being too harsh on Zach. Mr. Building thought he had to stick up for him. And uh, here, when he just wants to win the track meet, it's never happened since he's been principal. And he, he values a few things over education at certain times. I'm sure he still wants Zach to do the presentation and get it done. He's just not uh, in his own time frame. He's willing to give him some extra time. Just once we get this track meet behind us, then we can uh, force Zach to get this done in a timely fashion. But uh, we hear about Coach Neely, the track coach, who was mad that Zach didn't show up uh, to practice. And he threw a shot put at Belding. Uh, so I'm not sure that Coach Neely will be around very much longer. Well, in the meanwhile, Jesse is um, being just extremely annoying, trying to make it up to Lisa that her family were slave traders, just constantly bringing it up, asking her to take her backpack, free her of this burden. Can she do anything for her? Just Jesse <laughs> going way over the top, of course, which is sort of, I don't know, oddly kind of a microcosm of society and how they sometimes handle issues and knee-jerk reactions and have to fix this now and just take my car, take my <laughs> book bag, anything you want. Jesse just being overtly annoying, but Zach inevitably meets with Chief Henry again, and he finds that his uh, great-grandfather was a chief. Um, chief Henry calls Zach, running Zach. He runs, he's Zach, it works. Um, he finds out that his grandfather's name was Whispering Wind, he was a brave warrior um, in the Nesperth tribe under Chief Joseph. Uh, Chief Henry talks about the Indians trying to preserve their way of life while getting killed off by the white man. This interaction is tremendous. For Saved by the Bell, this is like upper echelon acting. Zach is asking questions like why the Native Americans and the white man can't get along. Um, I love this part. Um, just gripping to me. Yeah, and it, it was gripping. It was great acting. Uh, you, you get a kind of a history lesson a little bit here, and you get a little bit of fun too. Chief Henry's a fun guy, so you mentioned it to Zach asking, why couldn't the white man get along with the Indians? Chief Henry comes back with his quick wit saying, why couldn't the lion get along with the zebra? Why can't I get along with my ex-wife? Nobody knows. <laughs> Just, I love I don't it. Know. This interaction is great, and it's key, because you think about this. Growing up, I think that sometimes we all have 
a key adult figure in our lives that maybe we don't realize it at the time, that they're kind of mentoring us. They're kind of bringing us along. They're teaching us things we didn't know. That's what's going on here. That's a very coming-of-age situation. And for Zach, he's learning a lot about heritage and the rights and wrongs of our forefathers. Meanwhile, he's meeting this really cool guy who has a great sense of humor and is really fun. He's going to the beach. Zach wants to go with him so we can learn more. I'm entrenched. I love this part. I do too. He makes Zach a headband kind of with the symbols uh, of his tribe, uh, which Zach just loved. He gave it to him. And uh, you could tell that uh, going a little bit deeper here, that that's something that Zach is going to cherish for the rest of his life, hold on to, uh, look back on, and always think of Chief Henry when he looks at that headband. Uh, You can tell immediately just how much it means to him that Chief Henry, while he hasn't known him long, would sit down and take the time to make that headband for him uh, with the symbol of his tribe. And you can tell that that's going to be something that Zach carries with him forever. Well, it's brought down a little bit because we're back to the presentations and Screech is giving his and he's using a horrendous Italian accent and it's just not working for me at all. He's apparently an an Italian descendant and he's kind of talking about how his um, ancestor was irresistible to women using this accent and I'm just kind of out on it. Like, what did you think of that? I was just not enjoying the the Screech presentation. No, the power rally uh accent and he's kissing miss wentworth's hand but uh he, he tries to hit on lisa and another girl and they shoot him down but uh miss wentworth still gives him an a hey and it's all good for screech and then in comes zach uh she says zach's next he's not there uh they're wondering if he's going to show up kelly said uh that zach promised her that he would show up and then he finally comes in he's in full native american garb and headdress I am a direct descendant of the Nez Perce tribe who once lived peacefully in Oregon's Wallowa Valley. My people were forced off their land so settlers could mine for gold. After fighting to keep their home, the tribe, led by great Chief Joseph, tried retreating to safety in the mountains, but the army pursued them. Rather than watch his people die, Chief Joseph surrendered. He said, I am tired of fighting. Our chiefs are killed, our children are freezing, my people have no food. My heart is sad. From where the sun now stands, I will fight no more forever. Very good, Zach. Gives a great moving speech, another part uh, of great acting, another piece of great acting from Mark Paul Gosler from the cast in this episode. He mentions Chief Joseph and uh, how they were trying to escape. The army comes up and find them, finds them, uh, and he gives kind of this speech saying, I am tired of fighting. Our chiefs are killed. Our children are freezing. Our people have no food. My heart is sad. From where the sun now stands, I will fight no more forever. And I thought just the way Mark Paul delivered that was just amazing in this whole speech. And it's all coming together, what he learned from Chief Henry and uh, how Zach didn't care about his heritage and history. And now he cares and he's proud of it. I thought this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. And you heard it. We played it, the clip for you as well. Um, chill inducing. This is so good. This is, again, there's moments in Saved by the Bell. that, And, the, and sometimes you have to really look for it. Sometimes it's subconscious. They pop up and you sit there and go, wow, this is what it can be. I love this moment, this speech, someone that's very, uh, very into the Native American culture and into kind of what befell the Native Americans and how this all happened. Like I said, I've been to Custer's Last Stand and literally sat there just riveted watching this video about 
how custard was uh, decimated by the Native Americans there um, in Montana. I've been to Crazy Horse. And to learn all this, it's really kind of all-encompassing for me. Huge scene. Mark Paul knocked it out of the park. And uh, I'm just really, it's one of those moments that makes you proud to be a Saved by the Bell fan. It is. You see a lot of people uh, think that it's just the silly show, Screech, this, these kids in the school, like uh, all these silly mo- all they remember is uh, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared from Jesse's song. Uh, and they kind of poo-poo it away. But there's these kids, I mean, we've interviewed so many people, we're going to keep interviewing people. And the thing we keep hearing them say is that they were kind of beyond their years in just maturity, uh, in their skill level and acting. They took it seriously. Uh, they got down to work and just how great they were, how great this cast was, how great of actors they are, how great of people they are. And you see it in moments where they're allowed uh, to go to some serious topics and moving moments, uh, some dramatic moments. And you see them just knock it out of the park every time. Well, we had Peter Engel, executive producer uh, and show creator on the show. Um, He's been joining us for several of these podcasts. And the quote that I'll remember from him forever is that when the red light was on, they never missed. They were magic. And he's talking about the whole cast. Absolutely. And that says a lot about an entire cast that they, you know, um, you know, whether they were some, you know, there was a lot of dating that went on. Lisa and Zach were dating. Uh, Slater and Kelly were dating. There was a lot of stuff going on. Never run the dynamic. These uh, kids stayed together, and you're right, mature beyond their years. Definitely sums it up. But back to reality, because Belding is excited. They're finally going to beat Valley. And he tells Zach he loves him, and he squeezes him. <laughs> and it's very odd again. I guess Belding has a bet on this race or something. He has to. There's uh, It's got to be a bet between him and Principal Stingwell. <laughs> yeah, but um, another moving moment. Zach's going to call... Chief Henry from the school payphone, and he finds out that he died. Um, really took me by surprise when I first saw this as a kid. Like, what? What they would actually kill a character? Remember yeah. being very heartbreaking. Um, and a pep rally in the meantime is going on, led by Belding. We have uh, to play this Kelly cheer for Lisa because it's ridiculous. Oh, She's going to cheer for Lisa. We have to play that before we do anything else. Now, Zach is not at the pep rally uh, because he can't run at the meet. He's hanging out with Miss Wentworth. They're just sitting there kind of uh, mourning. Again, powerful stuff here. He's talking to Miss Wentworth. They're, she's urging him to remember the, the what he gave them. And Zach's saying that no one close to him has ever died before. Another powerful scene. It really is. You kind of get a view into uh, Zach's life and how he's never had anyone past that's been close to him. And although he didn't know Chief Henry for a long time, you can see uh, just from this scene and his words, uh, just kind of the uh, impact and effect that Chief Henry had on him in such a short time, how much he means to him and how Zach uh, is kind of so distraught over this that uh, he feels like he can't run tomorrow. And I got to talk about Miss Wentworth in this just a more beautiful acting. I know she's only in a couple episodes and she's only in a couple scenes in this episode, but uh, you could tell she's, she's choked up. She's crying. She's obviously uh, known him for longer than Zach. Uh, she's mourning this. She's hurt by it. And so I thought that was beautifully acted by really everyone. Even Kelly asking what she can do for Zach. Uh, you could kind of hear that she kind of had a frog in her throat that she was uh, hurt for Zach. So a beautifully acted scene. I absolutely loved it. Zach is subsequently joined by Chief Henry uh, in a dream. 
after saying that he's not going to be able to run at the meet, he's just too distraught. Um, but <laughs> kind of funny in the dream, uh, you know, Chief Henry's being his uh, normal, over, you know, fun-loving self. And Zach asked him just straight up, why did you have to die? Yes. <laughs> why did you have to die? And he, Chief Henry says, well, you don't have much choice up there. Um, <laughs> he kind of urges Zach to run in the race, follow his heart. And, I hear uh, Valance shaking in their Nikes. I loved it. Um, and he says that answer to his problems are in his hands. And another little powerful moment, he wakes up holding the Indian headband that he had made for Zach. Uh, again, it just hits home. I loved it. Again, it was a dream. And usually those don't go well and stay by the bell. And this was really good. And Zach, of course, is now ready to run in Chief Henry's honor. He is. And I like that the dream wasn't just a silly dream sequence. They didn't have the the pink wavy lines around it. Uh, we didn't really get a dream sequence in this. This was the one. And it's the most powerful best dream sequence that there is. It didn't have the pink lines around it. It was just Zach actually having this dream uh, of Chief Henry coming back, kind of giving him words of wisdom and uh, motivating him and kind of telling him like, hey, I'm okay up here. Uh, I've been looking down on you. I saw your speech. It was great. Um, you learned a lot from me and I'm proud of you for giving that speech. I loved it. You did amazing. And uh, don't worry about me up here. I'm still fun loving guy. I'm going to be watching down on you, do so many great things in your life, uh, including starting with uh, this track meet against Valley uh, and kind of the answer that I'm giving you uh, for your problem with this and your kind of qualms over uh, me dying. Should I run? I, I'm distraught. I can't run. Uh, the answer's in your hands. And he wakes up holding that headband that you could tell from the moment he received it meant so much to him. He gets to school the next day. Uh, he's going to run. And uh, on the back of the headband, it says, Beat Valley. And he, Zach kind of points up to the sky and says, this one's for you. Just a beautiful closing to it. Uh, this episode, the more I talk about it, uh, right now I'm just getting chills talking about it. And just kind of what this all symbolizes, what this meant for the characters, how much Chief Henry kind of meant to me growing up. I love this character. I love the, the bond that he and Zach had and kind of... Uh, where it came out of left field that uh, now he, he's passed away, uh, but that Zach is going to carry this this moment, this memory, the, this kind of the lessons that Chief Henry taught him about his ancestry with him throughout the rest of his life. This episode hits it out of the park. It's wrought with history and, um, you know, teaches us things about our past. In your opinion, is this one of the great episodes of Saved by the Bell that's never talked about? It has never, to be. Everyone talks about uh, the drug episodes, Jesse's song, No Hope With Dope. Uh, some people even go to uh, Jesse's evil stepbrother, Eric, who's uh, got kind of got a two-parter there. Uh, the building, Fabulous Building Boys uh, with uh, Rod Belding who comes in. Uh, this one, when you're talking about those that maybe had um, a broader statement and topic uh, as far as like drugs... This one, if you're talking about sentimental value, yeah, you have the prom, you have the breakup uh, with uh, Jeff Hunter coming in. Uh, but this one, just kind of sentimental, uh, someone passing on a connection, a bond uh, between two characters. I don't think there's a stronger episode in the entire series. Could not agree more. This one hits home for me. I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And I urge everyone to go back to, to your DVDs or go to Hulu and watch this one um, and definitely watch... A lot of these that we've been talking about. Of course, you're watching along with us, so you're you're right here with us on um, Saved by the Bell um, Season 2, Episode 12. That is Running Zach. It's been Running Zach. We cannot thank you enough for joining us and checking this out. I hope this uh, 
has had the impact on you guys that it has on us. Going back and doing this is like, it's as if, as if I've dipped myself in magic waters. <laughs> Noah, that's what I feel every time that uh, I watch one of these and we bring on these guests that we've been having. We had Mark Clayman on his moose. Prior to this, we've had so many guests. Peter Engel, the show's creator. No other Say by the Bell show can say that. And we're doing it right here, man. And it's just been a tremendous experience so far. And we have a lot more to go. We absolutely do. Our show that's up next, our podcast that's up next, will be From Nurse to Worse, where we have Nancy Valen joining us. It is Nurse Jennifer, and uh, Zach kind of has eyes for her instead of uh, Kelly. So that'll be interesting. We can't wait for it all. Uh, Moving on after Season 2, Season 3, and all that lays beyond that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Saved by Nostalgia and our Saved by the Bell reviews. Until next time.